Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed last week The Great Definition and Its Enemy, Part 1. This is Part 2. And when you think of God, you think of love, unconditional love. That's the great definition, but it has a great enemy to it. So as I said last week, call a friend, tell him to turn that television on. Get a pencil and paper, take some notes, because we should understand and experience the love of God. And when you do that, there's an enemy to it, and you need to know how to shut that enemy down so you can walk in the fullness of God's love. Are you ready to receive? This is the great definition and its enemy, part two. Get ready because you're going to learn something today. I really believe that's going to propel you into your next level of Christianity. So love is an impulse to give, to do everything in its power and at whatever the cost. You see, so it doesn't make no difference. See, I wanted to build this place debt free. Why about look around here? There's a lot of money in here. Why did I want to do that? To show off? No, because I loved God. And he said, I owe no man anything but to love him. I had to love him so much that I loved my way out of debt. I did. They said, you know how many people say you can't do this, you can't do that? But the Bible said I can do all things through Christ. Well, I know it said that. No, you don't know it said that because you're questioning it. Don't shout me down when the preacher can listen to me. Now you don't know that. You might be believing it. You're trying to convince yourself that maybe it might work. But when you know in whom you have believed, and I never once ever thought, oh, what we're going to do? Oh, what we're going to do? No, I, I just told like, uh, Ray Chronic, who was the uh, contractor, I said, uh, I said how, do you, how do you give a bill? He said, well, I give a bill once a month, if that's all right with you. I said, hand it to me, you'll be, and I will pay you immediately. He said, okay. And it was amazing. As soon as he handed it to me, within three minutes, he had the check. He couldn't get over that. Why? Well, because my, I'm a man of my word. When Richard Pichon was building my house, uh, people asked, how do you spell Pichon? Pigeon. That'll help you, praise the Lord. But we don't call him Richard Pigeon. <laughs> you know, he's not a pigeon. He's an eagle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll, we'll say that, praise God. But when he gave me a bill, he said, well, God, just, I immediately went and do it. And Richard said, my Lord, oh, just, I mean, you, you can wait. I said, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And sometimes I paid him so fast, he forgot to take it out of his truck. Remember that? You, you stick it up, then forget about it. And all that kind of stuff. Why? Because he, he expected that I would. When Daryl built my swimming pool, you didn't have to struggle to get that money, did you? I mean, he, and I was watching money cut that hole like he put butter on a piece of bread. You ought to have seen that, man. I thought, man, I was watching that thing. I thought, good God, that's like baking a cake. I mean, this guy, whoever was doing that, that guy was good at what he done. And then Daryl handed me the bill, boom. Why? Well, first thing first, you can't separate me from my word. So that's what love makes you do. You and your word become one. So love is an impulse to give, to do everything in its power at whatever the cost. Now, I, I don't get tired of my love. I don't get tired of God. Sometimes God does some things I don't particularly understand, but that's all right. You see, sometimes a separation will come that you don't want a separation. You might have somebody with you, but they're not really with you. They're with you because of what you pay them. And that's good, don't misunderstand me. But are they behind your vision? I tell every one of my staff, look, I don't want to be dragging you up the hill, pulling you. I want you pushing me. And if we do this together, we'll get this job done and we'll get it done a lot quicker and a lot better with greater results for both parties. Which gives me this point. The love of Christ was a deep and constant tenderness. Jesus was even tender to his enemies. Its intensity was shown let me start again. The love of Christ was a deep and constant tenderness. Its intensity was shown in tears, 
in prayers, in labors, I'm going to go over it again, sufferings. Why? Because it was constant. It made no difference what he was going through because of the tenderness of this love. The love of Christ was a deep and constant tenderness. Its intensity was shown in tears. Oh, Jerusalem, how would I love to gather you as a, as a hen gathers its chicks. In prayers, oh, Father, I pray for those that you give me. In labors, whatever it takes to get this job done, I'm going to do it. In suffering, they can beat me till I have no skin left on my back. Till I look unrecognized, I'm so swollen up. Because it doesn't change my love. It does not change my love by what they do. You see, now that's what I mean by extreme tenderness. The love of Christ was a deep and constant tenderness. See, that's the great definition. Its intensity was shown in tears. It was shown in prayers. It was shown in labors. It was shown in sufferings because it was constant. Let's switch over to marriage. Someone that really love each other. Boy, you've had tears together. Prayers together. Labors together. Sufferings together. But it's always been constant. I remember I told Kathy this. I said, Kathy, if you'll follow me. She said, I got your back. I said, I got yours too. And there, there was some times it wasn't, it wasn't easy. That time we went to the store with $3 and pennies. A lot of people don't know it. They thought we was always rich. See, and when we started out playing music, you know, it, 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 we didn't make money then. We did. We did a lot of money before. We went there and bought macaroni and cheese. It was on sale for 10 cents a box. I don't eat much macaroni and cheese anymore because we ate so much that, that time. <laughs> but you know what? We sure enjoyed it together. And then once I got born again, we could pray together. That was something. We'd have prayers together. And then I told her, she said, Jesse, I'll work. And she worked. And I worked. My God. And then suffering. Sometimes we couldn't do some things we wanted to do. But you know what? Well, I'll just give you an example. One of the houses we had, we didn't have money for drapes. We had two nice watches. So we sold the watches. We sold the watches, took the money, and put drapes in the house. And she looked at me, she said, you sure you want to? I said, yeah, we'll put these drapes. I said, we'll get them watches. We'll buy some new watches. But right now, these drapes are more important than these watches. And besides, I don't want to know what time it is anyway. <laughs> we did. Now, she loved her watch. I love mine too. But we thought, you know, but we wanted that house to be pretty, you know. And, and I didn't know nothing, but I called them curtains. And she said, curtains are cheap. Drapes cost a lot. <laughs> There's a vast difference between curtains and drapes. Let me just say that. And, uh, and we did. And you know what? What? Maybe six months, maybe even less than that. We, we were able to get, we, we, the Lord blessed us financially. We were able to get two new watches. So we had the watches and the drapes. But you know, we were willing to pay the cost of whatever it takes. So let me say it again. Love, uh, the love of Christ was a deep and constant tenderness. Its intensity was shown in tears, in prayers, in labors, in suffering, because it was constant. Constant. When I went on the road and it wouldn't feed me. I'm serious. I didn't, when I gave all my money away, I didn't have no money. And I went, and they said, we're on a fast. So it was a forced fast. I just went there. How many times I ran out of gas trying to drive back home? I would never do that to a person. I mean, I've been in rooms that they wouldn't put on the heater. And it was 28 degrees inside the room because they didn't want the, they didn't want the light bill to go up a little bit. That was in Arkansas. I just thought I'd tell you all that. <laughs> I had never forgot that. I mean, I jogged in place for about four days. I'm telling you, it was cold. Ooh, Lord Jesus. And just some of the things. 
and, 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 and they would say, and they enjoyed that. They said, you have to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's what they told me. So I said, okay. I, I, but you know what? I, I never once complained. Kathy wouldn't know when I come back. She said, boy, you lost some weight. Yeah, I, just, I, I cut back. She said, they didn't feed you, did you? No, but that's all right. I said, what you got? She said, I got cheeseburger or hamburger helper. I said, put it on the stove and make a big potion. But that didn't stop me from preaching the gospel. That didn't stop me from leaving. Why? Because I understood the great definition. I did it all not because of me, but because I loved God and God loved me. You see, those were sufferings and things of that nature. Write this down. Love is all wise and all holy. Love is all wise and all holy. It has no breaking point. The more perfect, the greater the effect. And I'm going to deal with that in just a minute. Love is all wise and all holy. It has no breaking point. The more perfect, the greater the effect. Perfect love. I mean, the more it is, the greater it is. The effect is phenomenal because it has no breaking point. Love is all wise and all holy. It has no breaking point. Let me give you an example. I never go to, I went to the hospital when I was born. And then uh, Kathy made me go to a hospital one time to get myself checked out, which I actually, you know how expensive it is to check into a, 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 a hospital and just, you know, ain't nothing wrong with you. And just run through a bunch of tests and just paying for everything. Which, and, she, and it was good. And then I, then uh, many of you know, uh, was how many years ago? Uh, seven, eight, ten years ago. Uh, I, they found out I had a crossed artery, which I didn't know. I'm 71 years old at the time of this preaching. I was 63. I had no symptoms, nothing. You know, zero. wasn't sick at all. But I just went, the Lord told me to go get yourself checked out. Went to get myself checked out. And they, they, they said that, that this crossed artery thing was genetic. It had to be in my family. He said, somebody died of that in your family. I said, I don't know of anybody that did. Now, maybe it happened way back when. I, I don't know. It didn't happen. I said, well, how do we fix this? Well, biggest operation, go through open heart surgery. I said, well, what are you doing tomorrow? The guy looked at me and said, I guess I'm operating on you. He said, you make fast decisions. You do what you got to do. So I know, and so watch this now. I'm, I got to, <laughs> they're about ready to put me on. You talk about cold. That operating room is cold, boy. Whew, oh my Lord. I said, my God. So I look and I kind of made a joke and I look at them, all these lights and they're all looking at me with these masks. And I said, uh, uh, boy, this is what the big bucks is. Huh? <laughs> he went, oh yeah, we're going to charge you this. <laughs> I said, okay, that's fine. He said, I have to tell you something before I put you under. How'd you like to hear this? Now, you know, I have to say about the state of Louisiana, you know, you could die. I could have said, well, I'm out of here, Jack. He said, but I really believe 99.9%, I'll say that, that you're coming off this table. All of a sudden, I know, I, I didn't come here because I was sick. I came here on the, uh, uh, because the Lord spoke it to me. And they went, who? The Lord spoke. You could see the little mask go, poof, poof, when I said the Lord, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, man, he said, okay, we're we starting to, and they start to put the, uh, what they, I call it the juice, whatever it is, you know. So I'm sitting, they say, you can count backwards. I, said, I prefer to count forward. You're counting backwards, you're losing money. <laughs> I don't count backwards. <laughs> I can't follow it. Praise God. It's called Dublin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he, he starts and and, uh, and he said, well, he should be under by now. I said, you got to understand before I say, I took a lot of drugs. You're going to have to do some more. <laughs> I said, I enjoyed this stuff. You understand? Then the next thing I knew, out, I was out. Next thing I knew, I'm in the intensive care. Now, I don't remember this part. Kathy looks at me. She said, I had a tear in my eye. 
I don't remember this at all, you know. And uh, she said, are you hurting? And, she, and I, went, I looked at her and I went, and I looked at my hand. If y'all know something about my hand, I got big veins, see? You see? They love to take blood from me because they can get it real easy. They just pop out, you know. And, you know, they had that thing, uh, whatever you call it. IV, IV yeah. And I, I, and, but I don't remember that. So Kathy said, can't y'all put that thing in his neck because they had it in one here? In the what now? They already had one. Why are you doing this? So she said, that's right. Kathy just talking. So they pulled the thing out. Now, when she pulled it out, that's when I remembered. I looked at it like this, and I had this thing in my, oh, I had a, they were, what do they call that? To breathe. And I went, boy. Oh. So I went told this girl. <laughs> she goes, I'm sorry, Dr. DePlantis, we can't do that uh, because you're still under anesthesia. I went. I could see Kathy, you better listen to him because he's going to slap you with his hose in a few minutes, you know what I'm saying? But I couldn't talk because the thing is, but I don't know, it shuts you down. You can't talk, you know, like this. And she said, well, I want to know how much, can, can you stick your tongue out? I went, oh, yeah. No, I just can you lift your head up? I, I said, I'm going, yeah. So she goes, and when she pulled that out, I went, oh. I remember, so I was like, oh, man. And I, and I talked just like Marlon Brando in The Godfather. I said, how y'all doing? Kathy got up, look at you okay? I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Great. I said, is this thing over with? Now I'm laying, I'm laying on his slab, you know. I didn't know I had tubes coming out of me. You know, all these, I don't know what to put in, you know. And uh, so I tell this girl, what was her name? Lauren. She was a sweet lady, nurse. I said, can I stand up? She said, oh, doctor, there's no way. You just come off open hearts. There's no way you can stand up. Are you hurting? I said, no, I want to stand up. She said, well, you think you can? I want to say, woman, I just said it twice. <laughs> you want to argue? So I'm about ready to stand up and the Lord speaks to me. So it's telling me about the trouble she's having with her husband. I started arguing with God. Listen, I'm the one on the slab here. We don't need no word of knowledge to this woman right now. We can talk to her later, but not now. So I went, Lord, you're having this kind of problem. She stuck crying. I'm the one that should have been crying. God's sake, man. So I just gave away, I just ministered to her. So after I did all that, she says, oh, you make me feel so good. Can I stand up? <laughs> get off that plan. Well, if you want to. So man, I slid my leg off. And that's when I realized, what, what are all these hoses here? You know, look like two water hoses. She said, be careful. So, I, and so I'm standing up but like this. Now, this is just... I don't know how long I've been off. I don't know how long it took me to come out, you know, from the anesthesia, what, 15, 20 minutes, something like that, whatever it is. So I'm standing up like this beside the bed. And I'm just looking around. And the doctor comes and he goes, oh, my God, you can stand up? I said, well, well, does it look like I'm laying down? I said, there's some stupid people in this hospital. <laughs> Go by what you see, I'm standing up. He said, you can stand up, Reverend? I said, yeah. Is that okay? He said, yeah, you're not hurting. I said, whatever you gave me, I want to take some of it home. <laughs> Boy, I have some powerful stuff here. He said, so he's talking to me. Now, my brother had told me, buddy, when they pulled them tubes out, Jack, 
that's going to hurt like crazy. So the doctor told me, he said, I can't get on. Let me check you out here. And all this kind of stuff. Boy, and I got these, like, actually, I got two big scars right here. Oh, but them hoses were, you know. And he's talking to me. He said, man, you, I started talking to myself. He said, you really did well. He said, we were surprised. You were supposed to be in there four or five hours. It was an hour and 45, got there. I think it was something or two hours, I can't remember. It was supposed to be a lot, lot, lot longer operation. So he's talking to him and he goes, and he said, man, you did real well. And he grabs them, boom, and he pulls them out. I didn't feel nothing, but I saw blood shoot from me to you. <laughs> and stitches that long. He grabs the stitches, he ties them in, shoves them back in the hole. I said, you got to plug. I said, you got to stop her. <laughs> he said, no, you're all right. He said, I guess that hurt. I said, no, nah, it didn't hurt at all. So I, he said, would you like to lay down? Not really. He says, I said, can I just stand up a little longer? I, I just felt like I needed to move my legs or something like that. They just couldn't get over it. Supposed to be in there two or three days. It was five hours. I was out of intensive care in the room. And I was out of the hospital in two days. Now, why am I saying that? God is love. Because God told me to go. So don't you think God would take care of me in the middle of that? And the last word of those two doctors, the heart surgeon and the cardiologist said, you're not, you're not a sick man. I said, I didn't come here because I was sick. No, I know that. I said, I came here because the Spirit of God told me to come. And they said, Reverend, we're just so glad that you uh, talked us into this because we would not have done this because you passed every test. There's no way you could have anything uh, doing what you did on a treadmill, what they call stress tests. You did some things that we can't do. One of the treadmills, one time I burned the thing up. And I was talking while I was doing it. They go, good God, he can talk and run at the same time. Well, when you're used to doing this, I've been doing this since I'm 28 years old, oh, out there running all the time. You know, your body gets used to that, see. But you know what? I wasn't afraid. Me and Kathy said it was like going to get your tooth fixed because we knew God was love. See, and, we, and it was all wise and holy. It had no breaking point. I didn't say, God, why do I have this? I didn't say that, no. The more perfect, my, 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 my love was perfected. The more perfect, the greater the effect. And I got to witness to people, which was great. And I got to walk down that cardiovascular thing, and people crying, hurt. Could you pray for me? Yeah, I come walking in there, and I got this thing with me. You know, I'm carrying the juice, whatever it is. You know, and I just pull in like this thing, and I just pray. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I said, put them to sleep, Lord. They're gone. You know, you know. And and even I was walking with the nurse, and she said, Can you slow down? My leg hurts. I said, Lady, I'm the one just had open heart surgery, and you telling me to slow down? You, you, maybe you need to get on that slab, <laughs> you know, and we were out. Why? Because God protected me. I understood the great definition. You see what I'm saying? And because I had perfected my love through suffering, through people being wrong to me and hurting me and lying about me, doing everything, and I didn't take no vengeance against them, I had a greater effect spiritually physically and financially. Are you enjoying this? You understand what I'm saying? This great definition. You know, love is powerful, ladies and gentlemen. It has a supernatural effect on everything. Do you know what made Jesus' love so effective? His love was deep. It was tender and it was constant. Think about that. Now, I want to tell you, it didn't make no difference what people did him. I mean, he, he showed his love in tears, in prayers, in labors, and sufferings in every area that did not change his love. So what's the enemy of love? Fear. First John chapter four, verse 18 says that there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Remember, you don't just tell fear to leave. You have to cast it out. You have to get, get away from me in the name of Jesus Christ because fear tries to shut you down because fear has torment. 
but God's love is far greater than it. So cast out the fear and receive and let that love just permeate your most inner being. You know, the other day I received a prayer request from a lady who has a friend struggling with real fear. Her name was Sherry. She wrote this, my friend Claire's child is battling cancer. Now, when a child is battling cancer, that's bad, isn't it? I do my best to minister to her every chance I can. Your prayers are so powerful, and I was hoping you could pray for Claire and her child. Thank you. Father, in Jesus' name, first I rebuke that cancer in that child. Lord, you said everything name has to bow at the name of Jesus. I bind it right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, and I pray for Claire and give her peace that passes all understanding that everything's going to be all right. Lord, you said if two of us agree, well, Sherry is agreeing, and I believe Claire is agreeing, and I believe the child is agreeing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I, I know that's got to be one of the most terrible things in the world to find out that your child has cancer. See, that's why I just hate the devil. People ask me all the time, why do you preach so much? Because of him. I want to shut him down in everything that he does, and Jesus gave that power with this book and the wonderful name of Jesus, and we got the power of attorney to use that name. Ooh, Lord. I'm starting to preach here. I can't help myself. Why? Wow, because I believe that boy, that child, I, hope, I know if it's a little boy or a little girl, but I believe that child is going to be blessed and going to be healed and being healed right now. Now, I want to show you some wonderful things that are going on here at the ministry. And then I'll be back with another word right after this. But I want to tell you something. This ministry is busy. We are reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. So watch this and be blessed and I'll be back because the show is not over. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. Watch. This image of fear rages. So where all this power is coming from? It's from the hand of Satan. I don't like fear. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. You're looking at a problem. I'm looking at an answer. Your problem will get bigger. My answer will destroy your problem. What's behind the coronavirus? Jesse's popular message on overcoming fear now available uncut in its entirety from JDM.org. There's a world that needs to be saved. Our mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus to that world. That is why we here at Jesse the Planet's Ministries believe the unbelievable and operate in the impossible. God is continuing to direct us to expand our outreach to more people in more places and through more ways than ever before. We are advancing into the frontiers of ministry to change more lives through one simple question. Do you know Jesus. Listen to me, it is beginning. The light of Jesus is shining higher and brighter and further than ever. People from all over are responding to the message of Jesus. Nothing can stop the light of God's love from reaching people and changing lives. Jesus. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are excited about 2021, and I mean that sincerely. Kathy and I are declaring that the best is yet to come for all who love our Heavenly Father. And I know you do, and you know I do. We believe that this year is an appointed time for us to harvest souls for Jesus like never before. And ladies and gentlemen, you've heard me say it thousands of times. We've asked the Lord for every dollar given to our ministry to give us a soul into the kingdom. So I want to say right now, I thank all my partners who have faithfully supported this ministry. We've been preaching 45 years, been in full-time ministry, 43. We've never had a financial deficit. Thanks to God Almighty and to you, my partner. And if you're not a partner, you pray about becoming one. Why? Because I'm going to tell you something. The anointing of increases on me and on this ministry. So you need to increase spiritually, physically, and financially. You can have all three, lock, stock, and barrel. And I mean that sincerely. And think about that. I mean, I have been debt-free since 1982. My foreign offices are debt-free. I'm debt-free. This ministry is debt-free, and I want you debt-free. People come around me and say, man, just getting around you, I get so encouraged. You make me believe things. Well, the Word of God is true. And then they get out of debt, and they start getting blessed. I've had people come and say, went to work for me, broke as a junkyard dog. I mean broke. And go, man, I just got blessed. Well, I'm not bragging on myself. It's that anointing of increase. And partners, me and Kathy pray for you every day for 30, 60, and 100 fold and a thousand time return. It's the word of God. So we just believe it for you. So thank you for being a partner to help me get these projects out to the world that God wants us to do. Also for your February partnership, you can get my message, I've fallen in love with the world. Not the things of the world, but the world, because you are the world, for God so loved the world. Think about that. In this message, you're going to experience a deeper revelation of God's love. I mean, God's love is powerful, and it's going to change your life. How do I get it? You go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. You'll be blessed there. I mean that sincerely. Thank you once again, partners, for being so courteous and kind. You know, I meet partners all the time when I'm out on the road. You know, we, we are reaching people, changing lives. Our, our, our media outlet, social media is going crazy. I mean, going nuts. People just love that. Why? Because we bring joy. Couldn't do it without you. We have a, a thing here called Total JDM. We used to charge for it. But because of our partners who gave we decide to make it free. Most people don't do that. They'll say, well, we'll just get some extra money. No, no. God blesses us. We bless you. Just that simple. That's how, that's how it works. Glory to God. So once again, partners, thank you. There's some big projects. Ooh, Lord. Got a 20 million, 5 million, and a $1 million donor coming. I know it. Jesus said it. And it'll be gone in a week and a half. That's the things that we must do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving today. Don't let those big figures destroy you. The small amounts, the big amounts all come together and we get the word of God out to the world. Thank you. Jesse the Place saying, I love you. Bye-bye. If you'd like to meet my friend Jesus, he would love to meet you. It is truly a blessing from God year after year to go all over the world sharing messages of who he really is. Really is. He's looking for ways to get blessing to you. Now, those messages are available at your fingertips. Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries.